KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Good morning. I'm Kinsey Moreland in for Annika Colbert. It's Wednesday, January 13th. Calming fears in communities skeptical about the COVID-19 vaccine. That story coming up, but first, let's do the headlines. The County Board of Supervisors approved new COVID-19 measures yesterday, including stepped-up enforcement of businesses not complying with restrictions. Supervisors voted 4-1 to one with Jim Desmond opposed. The county says it will step up inspections after getting complaints from the public. Officials will be more proactive when it comes to inspections, and the county will issue more citations for those violating the reopening rules. So we are quickly approaching 2,000 deaths locally. December 1st was when the county first reported over 1,000 deaths. As of yesterday, we were just a little over 100 deaths short of 2,000. Same with cases. We're closing in on 200,000. And December 12th is when we crossed the 100,000 mark. As of yesterday, there were about 195,000 cases. So we're close to doubling our deaths and cases from the start of the pandemic in just about a month. I know we keep saying surging cases, surging deaths, but when you break it down like that, it is pretty stunning. The San Diego City Council voted unanimously on Tuesday to extend and expand a temporary ordinance allowing some businesses to use outdoor parks during the COVID-19 pandemic. The ordinance will waive fees for the use of the public park land for places of worship and businesses like restaurants, gyms, yoga studios, or any other indoor businesses that have been forced to curtail business practices due to stay-at-home orders. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Officials are talking about vaccinating the vaccinators to help speed up rollout of COVID-19 immunizations. But KPBS health reporter Taryn Mento tells us about another effort, vaccinating the people who might be able to help convince skeptical populations to get the vaccine. This is the immunization card. The paper is proof Dahlia Mohammed was one of the first in line at the county's new vaccination super site. Thousands of healthcare workers and long-term care facility employees are expected to come through the Petco Park lot daily. So this is my sticker. Community health workers like Mohammed bridge COVID-19 information gaps between government officials and hard-to-reach populations. She translates public health messaging for the Kurdish community through a county partnership with the nonprofit License to Freedom. When you're sick, what do you do? How do you quarantine? How do you make a doctor's appointment? Those are very simple things sometimes that we think are very easy. But people in our community, they they don't they can't read that in English. They don't know what that's saying. License to Freedom is one of 11 groups working together to reach communities in 20 languages. Mohammed says that includes debunking vaccine myths some people may be spreading online. There are people who 
have been getting misinformation on Facebook, on Instagram about what the vaccine can do. And this is what they're reposting and they're spreading. She's sharing her own experience to combat misinformation and encourage people to get the vaccine when it's their turn. And it is up to us to put it on our social media, go out in the community, talk about it, call people, send text messages, have Zoom meetings and have like the entire community sometimes come together in a Zoom class. The rest of the License to Freedom's counselors and community health workers are due to get their first shot this week. Once they have immunity and the vaccine is more widely available, they'll knock on doors to get others in line for their doses. Our web team, by the way, is following all the latest developments when it comes to the vaccine rollout here in San Diego. And that can be found at kpbs.org. Go there, click on the Tracking COVID tab on our homepage, then the new tab called Vaccines. From there, you'll find links to the county's vaccination sites and information on who is eligible for a shot right now. San Diego Unified School District resumed its COVID-19 testing yesterday as a small number of students and educators head back to school after the winter break. KPBS education reporter Joe Hong explains the district's plans to eventually expand on-campus COVID testing. San Diego Unified Superintendent Cindy Martin visited Penn Elementary in the Paradise Hills neighborhood today alongside Teachers Union President Keisha Borden to receive their first COVID-19 test of the new year. While campuses remain largely closed, a select few high-need students are receiving on-campus instruction. In partnership with UC San Diego, the school district is making sure all students and staff who are regularly on campus are getting tested once every two weeks. We're happy to be able to provide testing to all of our students and our staff on campuses every two weeks because we know that that's the cadence or frequency of testing that'll prevent 90% of the spread. The district's testing program started on December 14th at 10 elementary schools. The district plans to eventually open testing sites at all of its campuses campuses, in the coming months. These are our pilots now getting it up and running, and the intent is every single campus will have a testing center just like you see here today. That's at our 180 campuses. The next group of testing sites will open at additional elementary schools on Tuesday, January 19th. Hospitals are inundated with COVID-19 patients right now, and local businesses are hurting from coronavirus-related lockdowns. In Encinitas, though, a local woman is working to lighten the burden on both of those groups. KBBS North County reporter Jacob Ayer has a story. A North County effort that started last month as an addiction awareness initiative has blossomed into a daily support of local businesses and hospital staff. Cindy Wood of North County Justice Allies has organized food pickups from local restaurants and deliveries of that food to Scripps Memorial Hospital in Sanitas and other hospitals. She says she doesn't see the effort slowing down. I'm inspired to keep this going. Um, Members of the community are inspired to, to continue to help in ways that work. So far, Wood has raised just under $12,000 on Venmo for the initiative helping restaurants and hospital staff. Coming up, a love letter to San Diego's music scene in the form of a film. That story after a quick break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. 
Fanboy is a new film by San Diego musician, writer, and filmmaker Ben Johnson. It centers around a fictional band called Xenos and Freddie, an unhinged drummer. Filmed in a variety of San Diego live music venues with local musicians and starring roles, it's also something of a love letter to San Diego's music scene. The film will premiere for just one night on January 14th. That's this week on Thursday. Tomorrow, don't miss it. It's at the South Bay Drive-In. KPBS arts editor and producer Julia Dixon-Evans spoke with the filmmaker Ben Johnson about putting this project together. So in this film, we're following a struggling band as they start a tour and contend with an overzealous fan. And we also follow a new detective who's trying to find her place. What kind of story were you wanting to tell here? What I wanted to tell was what people would do for even the smallest slice of fame and how much you would rearrange your life and do these things if, if that's something that you've been going for. So the band is kind of made of people that almost made it and they put together by a guy who finances it. And the, the financer is the drummer and he, they get out on the road and they play a show, their first show and they realize, this guy's just not going to cut it. And so it's about dreams and aspirations and how other people can derail them if they're not serious about what they're doing or if they bite off more than they can chew because fanboy comes to the show and he's a good drummer, but he's a little bit unhinged, but he just, you know, he sees he has a niche that he could fill much better than the person who's currently filling the niche. It's about the extent that one would go to to grasp fame, kind of their last grasp. And it's to show and disseminate our world, which is the live music going to shows, underground rock scene, and disseminate that into mainstream culture via crime drama. And here's a scene where Fanboy, played by Ben Johnson, starts to cast some doubt with Gilberto from the band, who is played by John Coda. Hey, would you sign up for me? Oh. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, first night of tour, what are you gonna do? Hopefully, forget about it. That's the thing. I'm a pretty straight up guy, so I'm gonna say something here. You guys need a better drummer. Is that guy like a close personal friend? Related to somebody? I mean, dropping sticks and missing snare hits? You guys could do way better. <laughs> um, that is straightforward. That's me. So you have the subtext of aggression and of violence, and there's a sort of commentary on toxic masculinity that gets kind of upended as the story unfolds, but not completely. Freddie is a violent person. Can you talk a little bit about why you wrote that character the way that you did? Freddie thinks he's doing the right thing. There's definitely a trigger for each one, and the trigger is his heart being in the right place, but the way it triggers him and what he does to deal with the situation is obviously way far beyond how anyone should really deal with those certain situations. If you see injustice, you don't go try to annihilate the person immediately who's doing the kind of these smaller, smaller injustices. So yeah, he is unhinged, but to him, it makes perfect sense. And he he's he doesn't see himself as toxically masculine. He sees the world as so out of joint that he needs to correct people, other people's behavior. And 
he also is driven by he's a guy that almost made it too but he derailed himself through his violence and his aggression and his attitude and he wants to get back in it but he doesn't necessarily see his own violence and aggression as violence and aggression he just sees them as as necessary parts of making the world right which of course they aren't i want to talk a little bit more about casting and how you have musicians rather than actors in a lot of these roles particularly the fictional band what does it mean to have local musicians in in these parts so the band i cast um with people that i had been in bands with before and already knew i play i work and played in a band with john coda and then arabella harrison who i played in bands with way back in the day um in the like late 90s and alia jaywook uh who i played in a band with shortly a couple years ago they are both music teachers so i kind of had the lyrics and the kind of idea for the songs to put together and then i asked them and they are both wonderful actresses and, um, and amazing musicians. So I knew that that would be really easy. And um, and then Tommy, yeah, I, I worked with Tommy as well, Thomas Kitsos. So that's how I cast the band, just kind of like, I know you can do this, so let's do this. I think this film will really fit that missing space in a way of going out to see bands. Um, might also be very bittersweet, though, kind of a melancholy to see these places, like the soda bar in the first scene. Can you tell me what it has been like for you to be finishing off this movie and releasing it in the pandemic when we can't go to these venues and we can't see live music? It's bittersweet, definitely. I mean, not even really that sweet i also work at the casbah so i haven't you know i've worked there 23 years and at four nights a week so they're generally three bands a night so there's some big big math there with the amount of bands i've actually seen and and you know, i mean it's been it's been weird you know i'm finishing this up and i'm seeing these shows that we play on this film and and everything and you know maybe it'll be a slice where people uh, you know, love it and feel great about that. And oh, wow, look at that. And, and like you say, some of it might be kind of like a morning. So Fanboy is dedicated to Alberto Jurado of the band Death Eyes, who passed away almost exactly a year ago. And he's central in the movie is Ronnie, the merch person. Can you talk a little bit about working with him and that loss for the music community? You know, I, I really got to know him through the filming process and he's just such an amazing guy and just such a just spot on actor and just everything. You know, he was really just super funny, hilarious guy, so talented and just commands the stage, you know, and commanded the, the camera just like he commands the stage. The real important stuff is not all this fame or you know lasting legendary things it's it's loving the people around you and making sure that they know they're loved and and telling people how much they mean to you he meant a lot to me and he meant a lot to a lot of people 
And that's Ben Johnson, whose new movie Fanboy will premiere at the South Bay Drive-In on January 14th. He spoke with KPBS arts editor and producer Julia Dixon Evans. You can get tickets to the drive-in showing at casbahmusic.com. And that is all for today's podcast. Tune into KPBS on the radio or online today for special coverage of the House of Representatives voting to impeach President Donald Trump once again. Thanks for listening. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.